if either you are not making sales or your sales have plateaued, there's a really good chance that you have a messaging problem. When you've got a messaging problem, you are attracting people who either don't understand why they should buy for you because you're not being clear enough around articulating the value of what you do and the problems that you solve, or you are attracting people who are not actually even looking to solve the problem for what you know what you actually what you have a solution for. They're not they don't even care about that problem enough to solve it. So this can be tricky to understand if you have been making sales and you've been experiencing growth and then it just sort of levels off and you're like, why can I not grow? Why am I not able to grow anymore? I know that it's not like a capacity. I know that I've got more capacity for sale for sales, but I'm just not making them. Like what happened? It's probably a messaging problem. And everyone's going to tell you something different. Like I feel like a manifestation coach will be like, you need to manifest it more. You need to be more in the energy and, and whatever. And someone who's a traditional business coach might be like, that's well, now it's time to start expanding your product suite to meet people where you're at, where they're at and on and on and on. I'm not a messaging coach. I'm not a messaging coach. I have no skin in the messaging game. And I'm going to tell you that I think you have a messaging problem. I have absolutely no skin in the messaging game. So um, that's what I would probably say. If you, if you, if your sales are just not happening or if they've just sort of stopped, probably you have a messaging problem. And if you have experienced growth and sale and you've been making sales and then it levels off. It's not that you didn't have a messaging problem to begin with and all of a sudden you do. I mean, it's possible. It's possible that your market has changed in such a way that you do now have a messaging problem. It's probably that you had a messaging problem and it was masked by the fact that you had also really done a good job at warming your audience up. So it sort of bypassed the need for like really getting clear on what it is that you do, which is totally possible. Um, and that's all right, because that means because you've gotten this far, you probably have a much better sense of who your audience is and what they need from you. Whereas someone who is just like, well, I'm not actually really even making sales yet. They probably also have a messaging problem, but it's it's less likely that they understand their audience in the same way that you do. You have a better, probably better understanding of your audience. Either way, what can you do about this? Because this will address both, whether you've just never really made sales. It's rare that I have a, oh, if you are completely brand new in your business, that all these tips are going to help you. I'm going to try to focus more on like, even if you're new or if you're not new, like I'm going to try to come up with topics that will help both of you, both newbie business owners or entry stage business owners and more advanced business owners. Either way, this is going to help you. So what can you do about it? Let's get to it. Welcome to Sustainable Scaling, a podcast for small service-based business owners who want to simply and sustainably scale from six to seven figures with strategy, systems, and a little bit of soul. My name's Adrian Gallia, the founder and CEO of Soulpreneur, where I'm on a mission to help business owners just like you create time, financial, and lifestyle freedom through strategy operations and building a team so that you have a business that you not only love and pays you super well, but that can operate without you. So you can take actual unplugged vacations, you can step away from social media, and you can spend your time doing the things you love with the people that you love. Welcome to the show. So there are four things that you really want to understand about your audience in order to make more sales. Those four things, starting with number one, you really want to understand their specific problems. And you might be like, um, yeah, I knew that. <laughs> 
that's really not, that's really not mind blowing. But I, what I want to ask you is like, do you understand them to the point that someone would hear you say the problem and go, whoa, that's definitely me. So for example, if I, so for me, I could say something like one of the problems that I solve, one of the problems that my people tend to have is that they're working way too much. What does that mean though? Like they're working too much. Okay. Well, but like in relation to what? So working too much in relation to like hustle culture kind of hours, like they're working too much as, as in like they're working like 70, 80 hours a week. They're working too much as in like, they really want to be working like 15 hours a week and they're working more like 20 hours a week. That's really not, that's not working too much in my opinion anyway. Like that's fine if you have the goal of working 15 hours a week, but like probably working 20 hours a week is not a massive problem unless maybe you've unless you're also working a full-time job that's like full-time plus overtime and you're working 50 or 60 hours a week doing that and then you're working 20 hours a week like that's that's too much that's what i mean like it's so unclear what does it even mean so but if i say one of the problems that i solve is i help people who are working 50 or more hours per week get 15 to 20 hours per week back permanently well that's measurable that's really specific that's clear that if you are like well yeah i work but yeah i'm working more than 50 hours a week i'm definitely logging more than 50 hours a week into my business great well i can help you get 15 of those back permanently okay you know that you need that like that's really really clear so i would invite if this is if this is giving you some ideas like Pause this, write them down, note, put them in your voice note app, whatever. If you're driving, do it when, when do it when you're safe. But like, what are these things for you? Go do these things. The second thing that you that you really want to know is what are they doing specifically to contribute to the problem? Like, what are the mistakes that they're making? So I'm gonna relate this back to what I was saying about either working like 50 plus hours a week. So we stay on that, on that train. So there's so many things that I could say here. Um, but one very clear one is that their sales process, um, or the things that they're doing in their business in general is all very manual. Or I could also say that the primary place that they're making sales is through social media. So because they're doing that, like you've got, when you're primarily making sales on social media, you are constantly having to engage with people. You're constantly having to be in the DMs, you're having all that good stuff. But now what I would say is, again, it needs to be specific. So, okay, we've got specific on the the actual problem that they have. We understand that they're working 50 plus hours per week. And now I've said, well, they're, everything is being done manually and the majority of their sales are coming in through social media. Again, that's not specific. So how do we make those things more specific? So they are spend the majority of their, of the stuff that's being done in their business is to be done manually. So I would say 80%, 80% or more of the things that are going on in their business, someone is manually having to do them. I'd say probably it's more like 90, 95%, but at least 80%. Honestly, if I had to really, what do I actually use? It depends on where you're at in your business. Like where you're at in the beginning, where you're at in the beginning of your business, I would say it's problematic if you are doing, if you're manually doing like 85 to 90% of things, if you are if you're now making consistent revenue, like I'd say, that's probably more like if you're doing like 75% or more of the things manually. But if I'm speaking to someone, like if I'm trying to message for getting new agency clients or new consulting clients who are typically making well into the multi six figures, if not seven figures, then I would say like more than 30 or 40% of your, of your business tasks are being done manually by somebody. Like why, why are you not more automated at this point? And automation is such a dirty word, but like it can be, it's, 
it can be human centric. I call this automagic. <laughs> Why is it not being done automatically? So get really specific on what are they doing to contribute to the problem? Like what are the mistakes that they're making? And don't just settle for like, oh, they're doing this. And it's all, I love qualitative information, but you don't want it to be qualitative. You want it to be quantitative so that it is beyond a shadow of a doubt applicable to someone. So then that's one and two. So number one, really specific, understand they're really specific problems. Number two is understanding what they're doing very specifically again to contribute to the problem or mistakes they're making. Number three is what they've tried to do to solve the problem already. So what, and this is where, when I said you're, maybe you're attracting people who like, aren't even interested in having the problem solved. This is how you start to curb this. This is like the big light bulb. Oh my gosh. This is a game. This like this is the game changer. Is when you understand how they've already tried to solve the problem, because if you let's say you are someone who helps people, uh, let's say lose weight. Let's say you've helped someone lose. You're, you're you help people lose weight. Your fitness coach. So and you say like, what have they? What have they already tried to solve the problem? And you're like, I don't know, nothing. <laughs> like if you're speaking to people who have like, they're not trying to diet, they're not trying to exercise or like they're, they're exercising in such a way that's like, I don't know. They think I had someone tell me this a long time ago. I I will never forget this. They're like, no, I do eat very healthy. Like I'm on a diet instead of eating margarine, like I'm eating butter. I'm eating a lot of butter because butter is healthy. And I was like, whoa, <laughs> butter is, I mean, butter is healthier than margarine, I guess. But like, I don't know if that's exactly the healthiest thing to be doing if you're just like eating loads of butter. But, you know, like maybe something like that, if you think they're doing something to help solve, but they're really not. So whereas if you say something like you have tried keto, you have tried paleo, you've tried this, you have tried that, you've, you've hired the personal trainer, you've, and you've done all this stuff. Let's say the way that you, you personally solve problems is like you help people lose weight by getting into like insulin resistance let's say. So like you've tried keto, you've tried paleo, you've, you've gone to the gym, you've had the personal trainer, you've seen a nutritionist, nothing has been working. And they go, oh, <laughs> whoa. So if you could put all that together and you're like really specific problem that I solve, you have, you have at least 30 pounds to lose. Very clear. You have at least 30 pounds to lose and you are over the age of 30. Let's get really specific on the problem you solve. You're over the age of 30. You have more than 30 pounds to lose. You're born female. So you at some point in your life took hormonal birth control. Let's say that that's the problem you solve. That's really specific. What they've done to control the mistakes that they've, the mistakes that they're making. Let's say they're doing intermittent fasting. They've tried, they've, they're contributing to the problem by doing intermittent, intermittent fasting, or they're doing things like eating, whatever, whatever it is. This is not my niche. So I don't even know if this completely makes sense. It's the, the furthest thing for my, for my niche. So what are they done to contribute to the problem that you probably would be able to come up with something better than I would around what is specific around that. And then what they've done to try to solve the problem, they've tried keto and paleo and, and hiring the personal assistant or the personal trainer and the nutritionist and blah, 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 blah. And they go, oh my God. Like you are really dying, like you are literally diagnosing the problem and then what they believe that's stopping them from getting what they want. That's number four. So what are the myths that they believe that are stopping them from actually having the thing that they want? So I'm going to stick. I started with my problem. Let's, let's keep going with this, with this weight loss, with this weight loss thing. So maybe what they, maybe intermittent fat, like maybe that's actually a better thing to use there. Like maybe they believe that intermittent fasting will help. So they've been doing what, like the 16, 16, eight intermittent fasting, whatever. I don't, I don't know enough about all that. Um, what the, what the time, what the time frames are. I, I know about it. I just don't 
know enough to like rattle, start rattling it off offhand. So um, maybe they've tried intermittent intermittent fasting, or they believe that carbs, um, they believe that curving carbs, because they've heard the myth that like carbs are, carbs are bad, carbs are bad. Like maybe that's the myth that they've heard that they think is going to, so they're like reducing, they're eliminating carbs, but it's not actually solving the problem. That's what you need to get clear on. So for me to go back, cause I didn't say the number three is how they tried to solve the problem already for me for that. Like I help, you know, people are working already 50 hours per week. Everything's manual. Everything's being done manual. Um, you know, 80% of the tasks are being done manually and what they've already done to try to solve the problem. They've maybe hired a VA and that didn't do anything. It just created more work for them. They've had to hold their hand or they've hired a social media manager because they were on the content creation hamster wheel. And that didn't do anything either because they had to make so many decisions and it like watered down their content. And that's how they were making their money. And, 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 that's what they've already done to try to solve the problem. Or maybe they've invested in something to help them develop like group coaching programs, something that like they've already tried solving the problem. They're aware that the problem exists and they're actively trying to solve it. That's the key. Then number four, myths or things that they believe that are actually keeping them from getting what they want. So for me, um, with the they're working more than 50 hours a week, 80% or more of the of what they're doing is being done manually. Um, they've already hired the VA and that's caused more work. Or they've hired the social media manager and that's caused more work and, and water down their content, whatever, whatever. Then what's stopping them from getting what, the, what's a myth that they believe that's stopping them from getting what they want? I don't know, that they need to scale. That's that's constantly perpetuated in, in the industry that I'm in. You need to scale, oh, scaling, oh, scaling, oh, it started with 10K months and now 100K months and now you need more and more and more and more. No. Most people don't need that to actually be happy. And like, that's a massive myth or it's a massive myth that you need a VA, like hire a VA. What a myth. And no one's actually explaining like a, a, a proper way of doing it. Like there are so many, like, what are those things in your industry? I could just keep going on and on and on. That's a separate episode. <laughs> I could just go on and on about that. So what are the things that your people are doing that's that they believe because it's an industry standard that you're like. These are the things that when you hear them, you're like, I want to just, I want to jump through the screen and, and punch the person in the face. Not actually, but it makes you want to scream. Like it drives you crazy when people just perpetuate these things. And you're like, that's not, that's not true. <laughs> like that's, that could actually be hurting people. Like those things, what are those things for you? That's people just constantly perpetuate. And it is actively stopping people that, you know, could be helped from getting what they want. Like one that drives me crazy that I'll just add in here is there's an ad that's been, I talk about this all the time. If you've been around for a minute, you know that I talk about this all the time. There's an ad that's still circulating. That's of someone who's like, can we just stop pretending that live launching works? And I'm like, why don't you stop pretending that knocking any single strategy that actually could be helping someone is a smart marketing idea. Like I personally think it makes you sound like you don't actually know what you're talking about, but anyhow, that's just me. Live launching isn't for everybody, but saying something blanket, like, can we just pretend that it doesn't, can we stop pretending that it actually works is so unbelievably false because it does work. It's just not for everybody. Anyhow, that's a myth. It's a myth. It's a myth. It's a myth. So what are those things for you? So to recap those four things, number one, what are their really specific problems that they have get specific and it needs to be measurable in some way? Number two, what are they doing to contribute to the problem? What are the mistakes they're making? Get specific again. Number three, how they already tried to solve the problems that you're actively attracting action seekers uh, or action takers. And number four, what do they believe? What myths or industry norms exist that is stopping them from getting what they want? 
And if you don't know the answers to to those questions, here's your invitation to understand your audience better. Because when you can weave these things into your content, you are going to create better content. You are going to create stronger messaging. You are going to create more actionable messaging, more effective messaging. And um, it's going to help you be better at what you do and just in general. And I would also go so far as to say that in order to be great at what you do, you need to understand these things. And if you don't understand these things, that means that's an invitation for you to get to know your audience a little bit better, right? So it's a good idea to really deeply understand where your prospective clients are at. So I hope this was helpful. Um, I love talking about this kind of stuff, even though it's not primarily, like I did a lot of stuff with sales before. Now I do more of it in like through the automated side of things of how to automate how to automate your sales. So for me, this is like, once you understand this better, then you are in a better position for me to help you because while I can help you do this and while I do help you do this in a more advanced way, you sort of have to at least know what these things are so that you're making consistent sales. So I hope this was helpful. If it was, I would love it, love it, love it. If you went down and left a five-star written review, preferably written, the five-star review, um, because that is what really propels podcast growth. Um, It's a catalyst for podcast growth. So I would greatly appreciate it. Share it on social media with a friend. Um, All those things would would really, really help the podcast as we are moving into, um, this is really becoming my primary visibility vehicle. So I appreciate you. I will catch you on the next one. Well, friend, we have reached the end of another episode, but before you go, I wanted to ask if you found this episode helpful, inspirational, or insightful, or hopefully a little bit of all three. And if so, I would really appreciate your leaving a five-star review or sharing it with your friends on social media. And if you do, I would love to send you a complimentary copy of my month-by-month yearly planning template, which is kind of the greatest spreadsheet of all time. (laughs) I love making spreadsheets. It's amazing to organize what you're planning, what you're promoting, and what you're preparing. It'll organize your launches, your content, what your team should be working on if you've got a team. And it includes a video training to get you going with the with the template. And all you've got to do is take a screenshot of your review and then tag me on Instagram in a story, or you can DM it to me at Sustainable Scaling. I appreciate your support so much, and I will catch you in the next episode.